0: Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clear vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emisgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7.
1: Hey, everybody welcome What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome! It's Apply rigor Podcast time, and I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of bummed today, Dave Jones. Is it because we're wearing the same shirt? No, it's not because we're wearing the same shirt. You, which, by like the way, these Apply Rigger shirts you can get. You just need to be able to give us really good comments back. We may just send you shirt, but it's the fact that season one, season one of the Apply Rigger Podcast is sailing out of town. Done. This Completed. is it. This is it. So if here's the thing, if you've listened. To every single episode up to this point, we love you. We love you. We heart you, okay? You are fantastic. You're amazing. Exactly. And I, and I hope at this point you've been able to take some things and apply them and make make your life better, make your organization better. And in that idea, I want to look to you, my lovely bald friend, yes. and ask you... What are some of your highlights from season one? Well, before we talk about highlights, I'm going to say, the <laughs> people that are listening or watching
0: are incredibly amazing, or they're incredibly bored. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not bored. Oh, you're like, not you bored. could be.
1: You're like, gosh, you There's people say else the same my thing.
0: Life. I know. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys.
1: <laughs> exactly. Hopefully this is a peak and not a valley. Uh,
0: you know, my, my highlight was Kirk Handy, uh, uh, athletic director and head coach of the Liberty Flames at Liberty University. Uh one of the things that he said which I thought was just well one of the things he he gives off is this persona of joy for just people in general. Um and we were talking about here in in our meeting here at Emma's Good and talking about, you know, how we love people that are that are in our path to help us succeed, you know, and then when we're they're not in our path, we kind of like don't see them anymore. Yeah. And I just think that's you know when I think about that more I just, I just think about how incredibly like low EI that is. You know, we need to love people more for what their purpose and their passions are and just really applaud them more and what they're doing in life. And I, I'm certainly guilty of, of not doing that, you know. And I just, I just think it's disingenuous not to just, just love people in general because they were created in God's image, you know.
1: So thinking less of yourself and more of other people. Yeah. Hi. hi. I think that's good, man. Yeah. I think that's good. And hopefully that helped you. I think, I think for me... You know, my favorite episode by far was Steve Farber. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Uh, he is the—he's um, an expert coach, executive coach, uh, motivational speaker, leader, trainer, all of that. Big time author. If you haven't read any of his books, pick up Radical Leap. Start with that one. But he really talked about this idea that he was doing some work that just was—he was not passionate about at the front end of his career, going through some tough stuff at home. And then had to make some changes and pursued his passion. And it was hard. It was difficult. It was taxing on his family. But by applying rigor Hmm. and understanding where he was in the valley, he was able to get out of it. And now he's just leading a winning organization, and he loves what he does. And uh, that, that encouraged me big time to just keep fighting the good fight. That's awesome. Even in the midst of the valley. Yep. All right. So as we land... You've heard this say this every episode as we land the plane. This is like the the landing of the big plane, okay? The Airbus, mm. the big the big dog right here. The C the C three, the C four, the C six, the C five hundred C five is the big one. The big one. We're Actually, gonna land that big one today. We're gonna bring it down, and put yeah. it right on the runway. So what, know they, call, they call it the buff. Did you
0: know that? The no. C5. It's a big, ugly, fat. Fill in your other f word. Oh. Big, ugly, fat. Um, Hucker. Fugly. <laughs> the
1: buff. That's what they're called. It's true. The buff. That's crazy. You guys are looking
0: at me like crazy. It's
1: the buff. Big, yeah. ugly, fat, fat football. Football. There you go. There it is. Football, everybody. Big, we, we made it. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? It's all about me. No, really. What are we going to talk it's about today? It's all about me. That's oh, what it gonna is. Ta- yeah, we're going to talk about what you want to talk all, about. It's all
0: about me. All right. Well, tell me. tell me what that means. It's all about me is about... Looking through the lens of yourself all the time and how annoying that is. Ah, okay. All right. And this has to do with
1: EI. It has to do with emotional intelligence. It has to do with peaks and valleys,
0: emotional intelligence. It's like you said, landing the buff. Yep. All right. So, um, you know, we're in a valley. You know, we're depleted mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. When you're depleted, you have zero empathy. I'm not sure what the body and the brain are doing at that point but it is it is physically mentally emotionally it's just impossible to have empathy when you're depleted in your maps
1: well i think it's probably also paralyzing too you can't make any good decisions you can't make any decisions so where does this happen it
0: happens under pressure usually because under pressure everything gets exasperated Yeah, And the beauty why I think you and I love sports so much is because it's just a a magnifying glass for this pressure.
1: No, say it right. It's a petri dish of emotions. It's a petri dish of emotions is what
0: sports are, where there's always (laughs) pressure all the time. Exactly. And so the truth comes out in sports. And, you know, being involved in youth sports for so long, the truth comes out with parents, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because it's it's all about me. It's all about you. Exactly. All the time. Yep. So, so, yeah. So, if you're one of those parents or you're one of those players where it's always, always about you, you're low EI. Yeah. And you're just not fun to be around, ever. And Are you uh, talking
1: to somebody specifically? Because it sounds pretty specific you know, right I'm, now. I'm,
0: I'm a little bit bitter over this because <laughs> I've been the recipient of this low EI parent, parents, over the years. Many, many times. And it's always, always about you. Wow. And you know what? That conversation is incredibly tiring. And it's incredibly selfish. And so...
1: um, So what does a high EI interaction with a parent look like? Well, it's fun. It's exciting. It's where are we going next? How can we help
0: uh, move the vision forward? Love what we did here, you know, how can I help you? You know, you're supportive, you're fun to be around, you're, um, you know, you're inspirational. It's it's a great time, you know? Um, but there's always that parent on the team that just ruins it for everybody else. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be just all in youth sports if you're a, you know, parent in the collegiate sports. You know, collegiate is interesting because there's less of a line between the coaching and the staff and the... You know, the academic facility. So you have to let go a lot more. You know, you're not involved. But there are some parents that pierce that veil too and make
1: it awful for coaches. So I believe all, you know, life is connected. So if we, if we really kind of drill into that, then these same parents must, could potentially, I shouldn't say must, could yeah. potentially be a handful at work in cube land. Oh my. You know, so now, now, now you're really hitting the heart of it.
0: Which is really the issue, because now that they're out of Cubeland or not doing what they're passionate and they're not feeling fulfilled at work, they can use their kid's sports
1: as a vehicle to get their way, right? Which they don't get their way. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, you know, when we when we kind of look deep, the issue is never really the issue. So if you have a parent that's coming to you about whether it's their kid's playing time, how you talk to their kid all of that stuff at the end of the day did you ever sit back and wonder i wonder what their life is like i wonder, oh. I, wonder I wonder what their life is like from 9 to 5 or 8 yeah. to 5 or 7:30 to 5 or 7 to 5 <laughs> or i wonder what their life is like you know at home or i wonder what's really at the end of the day driving driving this cuz i can't believe at the end of the day that people are winning an all-stars and all these other places of their life, but then they just, in the mm. arena of their kids' sport, that they are just a complete 180. So this
0: this is really uh, happened several years ago, probably 2010 when I was doing my master's in counseling sports psychology. I, I came across this, this Gallup poll that said 68% of the U.S. economy is disengaged. One in three people in America don't like what we do. We spend 88,000 hours at work. We don't like what we do. Less than 10% of the U.S. uh, workforce trusts management. On the the world stage, less than 1% of the U.S. workforce, or across the, sorry, the world, less than 1% trusts management.
1: So you said sixty-eight percent. So it's really it's not one in three. It's two out of three people hate. What Sorry, they do. two out of three people hate. Which what they is do. even
0: more staggering. We are not feeling fulfilled in the workplace. Statistically, yep. So statistically, you know, as a person involved in youth sports, um, or now in the collegiate stuff, um, you know, this is just the the parents, kids, and sports is just a release for what they're dealing with. Um, and so they so they use that as a vehicle, but they don't really use that as a vehicle because you know most people see it. I just kind of feel like there's a bigger picture there, and i I've tried to be supportive in that route and hear them um which wasn't always best for me being supportive. you know, I should have probably cast more vision and been more inspirational in the past um
1: but yeah. It's all about me. You know, and even in the marketplace where you work and where I work, and we have employees, you know, that are causing issues or whatever, and we begin to really see it is all about them, I think what it forces us as leaders to do is to pause and mm-hmm. look below what we're actually seeing and beginning to ask those questions. What it what is really going on? What is the real issue? Mm-hmm. Why are they really responding this way? And that's where that critical conversation happens, where it's not in front of everybody, right? Is you say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? You sit down and you go, hey, here, here are the behaviors I'm seeing. And I don't really believe you're like this. And so you're believing the best about them. You're casting a vision for who they could be or who yeah. you believe they can be. Yeah. And then you open up and say, what's going on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have something in your MEPs. Mary, just to read you. Mets. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. These are tanks. Okay? Yep. So if that tank is half full, I think you can have that conversation. If that tank is empty, it's all about me. Right? So I don't even want to, I can't have the conversation. I've been watching a lot of Ben Shapiro lately. And Ben Shapiro has a, a very high capacity of emotional intelligence. Like he sees truth Right, he sees through it. And if you ever watch, like, if you go and watch any of his videos, and you see the other people on the panel, um, he likes to he likes debate amongst liberals, you know. So you'll see that the people that are low EI can't even listen to him. That's how you know your tank is low when you can't even understand or relate to this what this person is saying because you're so fixated on yourself and getting your point across. See Ben Shapiro, he's not fixated on himself. He's fi- he's fixated on the situation. He's fixated on the truth. And so, when you get to these debates, I I love watching other people that debate them, and I can tell if they're low E I or not. If all they can think about is themselves and their own uh, life situations,
1: they can't. You can't debate that. You know, they they can't even understand. Is part of that when someone is extremely reactionary to the point that they're just they take everything personal. Yes. And um, everything's an attack and all that. Is that part of that process of identifying and going, why aren't they tougher? Why, why don't they have thicker skin? And again, that's a surfacey comment. Yeah. But then the question is, well, why is that? And when you kind of go through the layers of the onion, that's when you start to see, okay, well, there's a gap in here somewhere of yeah. where they should be in their MEPS and where they actually are. And then how do we fill that in?
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, you're just you're just not in a position to be able to fill it in, unless you're a you know a mentor or a you know um, a supervisor or manager, you know. And a lot of times, you know, it, it's you know I just kind of feel bad because they don't have anybody to talk to, so they use anger and hostility and you know whatever their selfish view is to get that across. It's just kind of sad. <laughs> Something's wrong. It's either financial or marriage or job related they're not feeling fulfilled in their god-given abilities and this is where i really love the power of the message of jesus christ because the gospel when you read the gospel you you can't think about yourself you have to think about what jesus was going through what the disciples were going through at the time it takes you out of this area of me and you have to think about wow there's a there's intelligent design wow this is awesome this is powerful you know it's not just about me like so when you get in a conversation with somebody who doesn't believe in that it's really really difficult because that's whichever the way the world turns and you know whichever way the wind is blowing that day is what they believe and that's that's
1: all about you and your belief and that's low ei yeah so we've been talking about spotting this in other people as we all know most of the time the hardest person to spot stuff in is uh, is ourselves yeah so, how do we spot being low in our MEPS where it means that we're talking all about us and we are um, being overly sensitive and all these things are happening? How do we spot it in ourselves, number one? And then number two, what do we do about it? So, if you've never heard of the word empathy, <laughs> it's time to look up that <laughs> definition. Insert sarcasm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all about empathy. Let's restart. I know, but okay, so it's all about empathy, but what do I do today at 2 o'clock to figure out if I'm if I'm in a bad spot? Like, what do I uh, do? Oh, how do you know? Yeah. Well, you're thinking about yourself. So I just ask myself a couple times a day, hey, am, I, am I thinking about myself a
0: lot? Yeah, is this, is this okay. about me? When I have a conversation, is, am I always bringing it back to me? Am I engaging other people in their life? Or do I always just yeah. talk about myself?
1: Okay. Yeah. I've noticed, I'll tell you this for me over the last, um, I've had some, gotten some personal feedback over the last probably three or four days that this conversation triggers for me. And I realized that relationally I was not as present as I probably should have been. I was not responding probably with the depth of empathy and connections I probably should have. And so <clears throat> I was driving and I was praying and I was saying, God, why is this happening? Why, why am I not connecting at the level I need to connect at? <clears throat> and I've really felt God tell me, Well, it's because you're not leading. Mm. And I was like, Yeah, when I'm actively leading, when I'm when my brain and my heart are engaged, when I'm leading a group of people, I see them different. I connect with them at a different level. I give them the time that they need. I do that. in the moments that even if I'm in a leadership position, but I'm not leading, I don't give them enough time. I don't take the time to connect with them. I don't Mm. listen to what the real issues are. And so here's what I did. I went into my phone, went into the reminders, and I created four reminders that go off now every single day at 7 a.m., at 10 a.m., at 2.30 p.m., and at 10 p.m. at night. And here's what they are. The first one went off this morning at 7 a.m. And here's, my, here's the first question. How will you lead today? Mm, and it good. makes me think about... It's not about me and how I feel. When I think about how I lead, because you can insert the word serve and lead how am i going to when i think about lead i think about service so how am i going to serve the people around me whether it's professionally or personally how am i going to lead today at 10 a.m three hours later how are you leading so far mm-hmm. okay now it's a checking question okay david what have you done so far has it been good has it been bad at 2:30 in the afternoon who or what still needs your leadership okay so the day is burning down what else what else do I need to do? What have I not done yet? What is a critical conversation? Maybe I've put off for whatever reason. And then at 10 o'clock at night, I have, how did you lead today? Mm-hmm. So that wraps up the day that says, okay, did I connect? Did I listen? Did I serve? Was I a leader worth following? All those things. And so those four questions are now burned into my phone that automatically, <clears throat> excuse me, pop up onto the screen and cause me, to your point, Dave. To be more empathetic, to think about, am mm-hmm. I? how am I serving other people? How am I really leading them? And it's that ch- that constant checking that, in my mind, helps get me into that spot of higher in my MEPS and higher EI so that I can really be able to there reach out. Because at the end of the day... It's for many times, if I'm too busy or too focused, it's not a natural reaction. And man, I wish it was, but it's Mm -hmm. not a natural reaction to take a breath, to pause, to stop. Typically what happens inside of me is the tyranny of the urgent or the screaming of the things that have to happen are screaming in my ear. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, I've got to be able to connect. But man, I don't have time. But man, I can't do this. But when when I kind of refocus that on how are you leading... I don't know why this happens for me, but that screaming gets quiet. Mm-hmm. And now I can mentally focus on I you and your needs. I love it. Yeah. You know what you described right there is
0: really hard to do. I mean, it's great. It's a great process. And when you're, when you're, when you're low EI or you're depleted in your maps, like this is, this is hard stuff, man. Like yeah. if, if you're, if you're struggling in your marriage, like, thinking about other people is really hard. You know, if you're having financial problems, thinking about yourself, other people, is really hard. You know, if you're going through physical problems, you know, health problems, uh, or health situations, or family, like, this is, you know, this crisis in your family, like, it's really, really hard. Like, this is hard stuff. And I don't want to belittle that in any way. I mean, this is, this is difficult. But understand that what we've been talking about all season is that there are peaks and there are valleys, right? You're going to be on a peak. You're going to be in a valley. And when you're in a valley, like, if you're listening, it's knowing that you're going to go through some of those struggles and to fight that selfish desire is really, really hard. But yet, fight it. Don't be the low-EI person, the person that just nobody wants to be around, or the gossiping person that, you know... That you try to get people on your side to see your point of view. It's just it's just ugly and it's just it's just so incredibly selfish. Well, it's you know? exhausting and its training. And it's it's that too. For not just for you, but everybody around you, whether they tell you or not. Like you're you're exhausting. So I just as we wrap down the show, as we land the plane and land the season, I just I just want to really encourage you to 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 halt. You know, if that's happening, you know, don't Try not to do anything major when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, and just just fight that low E I. It's hard. I we we get that. We've all been there. But just fight it, and you know, and and try to put yourself in a position to win, which is being fulfilled.
1: So I think actually, yeah, in this show today, we probably started with a little bit low E I because of just sitting here chirping on, yeah, you know parents and how much yeah. it bothers us yeah it makes us feel and drives us crazy and somewhere in the last few minutes we've made the shift to encourage you the listener yeah. and show you how to actually make that shift to be empathetic to yeah. other people to yeah. realize what other people are going through and find ways to serve and help them win this is fascinating we didn't even mean to do this we just showed you how to make that shift <laughs> we're ridiculous that's good stuff we gotta we're to do, we do this again Absolutely. Season two. Yeah. So thank you guys for hanging out with us in season one. Um, You know, hopefully it has added value to you. Hopefully it has given you the fuel you need to keep going. And if you, again, as we started in the beginning, if you are in a valley, know that a peak is coming. Mm -hmm. And if God has blessed you in such a huge way, well, He's blessed you either way. But I mean, if you're in a position where you are on a peak right now, enjoy it. But know a valley's coming. And you're going to have to do some things to stay focused and to stay hungry and to get after it in that Mm -hmm. valley and Mm -hmm. to apply rigor which is the name of this podcast so take it all go do something great with it and apply some rigor and we will see you in season two that's a wrap see ya